0: everyone tuning yeah. <laughs> in. Welcome to the Filmmakers Uncut, uh, podcast about p- meeting filmmakers and photographers around the world um, who've had, you know, a bit of success in their life and in their industry. And we kind of just pick their minds and, you know, see how they're doing. And, you know, hopefully they can teach us a little bit. Today, we're here with Sean Skeen. Uh, hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, typically, when we start this podcast, we kind of let you go off a little bit about yourself and your bio. So if you could just like, you know, let our viewers know a bit about yourself and, you know, how you got started and, and you know how
1: where you are now, that would be amazing. Sure. Uh so like you said, I'm Sean Skeen. Uh I've been in in, in the industry since I was probably 16 as a stunt performer. So my dad's been a stunt coordinator for um, basically my entire life. And uh, so I grew up doing stunts. And then when I was around 20 ish, I started stunt coordinating and, uh, I've been kind of directing my own things on and off, uh, doing a bunch of editing and, uh, yeah, main I'm, my main thing is stunt coordinating and stunt performing, but I'll jump into the odd acting role, uh, and directing is more, is my passion. I think like a lot of people is is that I love to have that, uh, have that control over the project and be able to, to make it my own. So, um, that's what I'm, you know, moving towards and put, pushing for, but, uh, like everyone that's, that's, that's one of the harder jobs to get. So keep trying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You definitely have like a little up versus everyone else on, on that end. Uh, I just, (laughs) you did start in stunt performing. So your dad used to be a stunt performer himself, as you said, was there any, movies and stuff that he was in that you know really what what made it what made you want to get into that was it just what you saw him doing
1: honestly i grew up playing hockey my, my like my entire life um so i kind i grew up grew up in the athletics and uh it just it's kind of a no-brainer it's kind of every little boy's dream to to jump around in front of camera and get paid for it so um <laughs> i was uh i just kind of jumped in, jumped into it. He, he would test out harnesses on us and stuff and work with us. And then as the the smaller opportunities came up, I I would get on set and do it. And I found it pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty fun job actually, because it is very much team oriented, sort of like sports. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just, it was easy. It was fun. That's awesome. Awesome. I Um, I also wanted to ask
2: you, um, just for those that don't know, what mm-hmm. does a stunt coordinator do on set and why is their job so important?
1: All right. So, a stunt coordinator is basically in charge of everything stunts. So, the stunt coordinator gets hired right off the bat by the production manager and the producers, and they break down the script with the director as to what the stunts are, uh, you know, and they, they, we, we flag everything. So, from giant you know, car flips and people on fire to actors being slapped or even like in the Hallmark movies, the the girl stumbles into the fireman and the love begins, right? Like all those little, little things are stunts and require some sort of choreography or some sort of, um, some sort of action. And stunt coordinators are, are there to basically, you know, to help the director direct, basically direct those scenes. So. Uh, we work in different capacities on different shows. If it's a Hallmark thing, I'll step in and go, "Yeah, she just needs a mat. That's fine. She'll fall out of frame." Uh, are you good with that? And then there's the big, big shows where there's giant fight scenes where I have to choreograph uh, the entire action and decide, you know, help the director and the DP to decide what the camera angles are uh, to sell a full illusion. So, uh, yeah, stunt coordinator's job is very, very much on the on the ground floor with the director and uh, is. Yeah, it, and can be a very tough job sometimes because you're in charge of the creativity aspect, but you're also in charge of safety. So you're kind of walking that line between what can I get the director uh, without putting anyone in jeopardy and keeping this a fun and safe set. Does that makes sense constant. for stunt coordinator. Is that a good description? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was
2: extremely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what made you want to pursue this line of work? You were talking about your hockey career, but was there anything in particular that made you grasp to it?
1: Um, Well, I, I always grew up. It was in high school. I was basically the only kid with Final Cut Pro at home. So I would, I would went for electronics and all my projects, like I would, I would make the full, full film and have about nine people jump on my project and. And we'd all get A's because because I had Final cut at home. So um, and uh, you know even for like English projects and stuff, I would have to do book reports and it wouldn't be an option to make a film, but I would just show up with a film <laughs> and they'd be like, ah, oh, that's that's pretty cool. okay, and I'd get a get a B plus because I wasn't supposed to do it. But um, I just always I always loved making film in in that way. And uh, yeah, and then when the opportunity came up to set, step on uh, on a real set with professionals, uh i jumped on that um it's it it is in a different aspect because you do you know like i said when you're stunt performing you know you're not you just walk on set sit in the chair for eight hours they say hey can you you're invited to set come fall down this mat twice you do that then you go go back and sit down and read your book again so in a way it's not very glamorous like i i don't find the stunt performing life very glamorous in that way um which is why i much prefer diving into a project and kind of directing and core everything and doing doing uh doing all that work
0: that's awesome we will definitely talk like a little bit more about that directing and producing end of it because i know you're getting more and more like into it as we go um but i do before we kind of roll into that i know you've been in a fair amount of shows uh by now and some popular ones movies and shows um one being goon as a movie and another one suits how did you get your first big gig
1: uh first well i don't really think of them as big gigs which is i know it's strange but like i said um as a stunt performer you get called and they say hey you look like this guy can you double and you go sure and you show up and you do the exact same job as you would have done you know i did the same job in suits as i would have done on the lamest horror film that was shot by a you know a student film in here so it's uh for me a big gig doesn't really for me it doesn't doesn't open doors if it's if it's, if it's a stunt performer thing so I, I i don't get nervous in that way go obviously oh, this, this is a this is a big show makes no difference to me i'm going to do the exact same performance and be as safe as possible and create the illusion of danger which is is, is what we do um so uh big gig i don't know like I mean, uh, Goon was was a big one for me because it was a stunt acting role, and I and I kind of had a I I had lines in it, so that one for me was was really fun because also it was it was a fun comedy hockey movie which turned out so well so good. I I really love that film when I watch it. Uh, so I was very proud to be in that. In retrospect, when you w- when you join a film, you have no idea. You have no idea what it's going to be in the end. You you cross your fingers and hope, but you know. Half the time, your stunts cut out of the film, uh, or your lines are cut out of the film. So, I don't, I don't hold them to anything when I when I sign up. I just go and do my job, and uh, whatever happens, happens.
2: That's awesome. amazing. Um, so, when did you realize that you wanted to pursue producing and directing as well?
1: Always, I've I've always wanted to produce and direct because. know that that is the creative work that i just i uh, filmmaking in general is is, as you guys know is it's it's so rewarding because you can take something that you visualize in your head and you find a way to put it on camera like you find you find a way to, to it's like you're making dreams work right you dream something and go oh you know what how how could i do this and it's not work it works it's not work makes me want to do that even more because a lot of that times I'm going, going, okay, this guy has to fall from a, from a six-story six window onto the pavement, and the director wants to see him hit hit the pavement, and he wants to see the actor's face. How the hell am I going to do that, right? And then you got to break down those pieces and find a way to do it, and you go, okay, that stunt performer going out the window, uh, VFX, green screen as the actor falls with with wind shooting up at him. Uh, let's have a full full way of dummy smashing the cement and do a face replacement like there's all like 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 there's this whole puzzle that you got to put together and I love doing that even more when it's m- my story and my idea <laughs> that, that I'm trying to get across right and Also it becomes a little frustrating when you when you coordinate or as you know when you work for anyone else you have you have this idea and you're trying to help them the idea and then you watch the edit and go oh that wasn't Quite the idea but you know <laughs> still. So it's nice to be able to, to take that idea and push it all. Along. You fix it, right? So um, that's why I want to produce and direct because I just love, I love the whole creative process and being able to have a final product that that I know in my heart is is right. And mm-hmm.
2: just speaking as you've obviously been doing this for a while, do you have any advice for someone who may be Knows they want to pursue stunt work, but doesn't know how to start getting into it themselves?
1: That 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 is one of the toughest, tougher questions that I get all the time because um it's a great job if you if, if you can get it and you can get enough work. Uh a lot of times people get into the stunt job, stunt double work um because they have a great look and they double somebody, right? So a lot of time we're looking for different ethnicities different size, different heights, different weights, different skill sets. So there's all these little things that of categories you gotta fall into to 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 actually make yourself um, make yourself a, a good tool for the stunt corner to, to hire you. So um, the biggest thing I can say is expand, expand your pool now. Expand your skill sets, right? So you can't change what you look like or how tall you are. You can get them you can get in good shape and you can you can learn different skills, such as martial arts. You can go go to uh, to stunt schools and just learn following and learn learn all the all these things. Um, it is quite the investment. The the biggest thing that I that I would say is just become a good team player because if you we have a lot of people who arrive who arrive on set and, and, and go I can do anything. Let, let let I'll I'll fall on the cement. I'll smash. I, I don't care. And, we, and and in my head I go I thank you. Uh, Leave your leave your resume with us and it, but in my head I'm thinking there's no there's no way I'm gonna hire that person because I'm in charge of safety and, and making our t- our team look good and making the set feel safe. And if I got someone who wants to jump off a roof and smash the cement and show how tough they are, that's that's go- going to backfire hundred percent of the time. So uh, we, you want to be a good team player and you want to be able to communi- communicate well and then work on the athletics on top of that. That's that's and then if and to get into like, you know, if you meet stunt coordinators, talk to them and, and have those conversations. Um, but a, the bi- biggest thing is to try to find some sort of stunt school or something to, to, to get into and kind of meet the community in that way. And then also audition and get your acting skills up, because that's another way to get into it is if you get a little stunt actor role, at least, you know, how to say your two lines and you understand what being on set is
0: interesting how, how what, the first time you got into a role how did you go about that do you have like a story around that
1: uh i think the first my first gag was just hanging upside down on a chair uh for 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 one of my dad's uh films that he was stunt coordinating and uh yeah it was just the guy had he was being tortured hanging upside, hanging upside down on a chair and he was getting his like pinky pinky clipped off by a by some pliers and uh, and my dad was like, Hey, you want to do this, this job? I'm like, yeah, I can hang upside down. That's, that's fine. So I put on a big, big curly black wig, uh, got tied up to the chair and hung upside down. And I remember my, remember my dad just kind of whispering to me and, and saying, uh, and, and saying so the actor was uh, was upside down for about, you know, we told them like he can go up for like 20 seconds. So if you could hold on for like two minutes, that would be great. And I was like, yep, yeah, sounds good. So just cause you always want the stunt performer to be able to offer something more than, than the actor. You know, that's kind of a, a little inside but <laughs> yeah that so that was that was my I think that was my 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 very first thing oh and then I had one where I was a rollerblader as well maybe that was before that I was a rollerblader and I had to rollerblade p- past the actress and, and and elbow her in in the crowd because she was running through a crowd looking for a kid and got hit by a rollerblader
2: so, if you were in a film as a lead actor or something along those
1: lines, would you be doing your own stunts in the film? Uh, it depends so um I actually so I, I I've had a few principal roles and in one of them i was uh i uh, I actually had a stunt double for a couple of scenes because i w- I would do the basics but there was a scene where i was where I was snowboarding behind a uh, Behind a uh, uh, snowmobile, so I was. They're they're just they're the teens having fun before they all die. Uh, the usual, uh, usual horror. And uh, I was storm behind that, and I, I had a stunt double for that because I, I I'm an okay snowboarder. I, I can snowboard, but in the end, if I if I would were to, to get catch an edge and flip off and smash my wrist and break my wrist, then that shuts down production, right? So uh, in a way, you're trying you're protecting the production. If it's if there's nothing in it for for me to do the stunt as, as an actor, I won't do it because it's actually hurting hurting production and it's not as it, when I'm an actor, I know that it's not my theme park to run around and, and, and play in This is a professional production that has money on the line uh, and if I'm there to act then I'm there to act
2: amazing that's a. I, I definitely think that's a, an important perspective to to give because a lot of people don't they've never worked with a stunt performer before and you know you hear about people like John Wick who are like oh i'm going to do my own stunts and he's so praised for it but it yeah. is very risky like you're saying right uh, yeah. i also wanted to ask so now that you're further into your into your career who are the people that are coming to you for these jobs is it assistant directors is it producers is it actors directors themselves who are the people mainly reaching out to you for your next project? Uh,
1: about ninety percent of it is just is producers and production managers, so they'll they'll call you and ask if you're interested in it. Um, kind of send you a script and send out feelers from there. And you know the b- biggest thing is is schedule. Obviously, if it's if it's a four month shoot, and I have to really think about it. Um, but uh, the I'll get the occasional. Occasional director or or director actor who will who will text me or call me and and ask You know same kind of thing try to try to get me on board uh, But you know in the end Again, it's all all schedule and and i'm i'm honestly the type of guy where I don't want to be working every every single day Like I I, I would really like my time off um, Especially I live in I live in manitoba right now and it's 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 freezing so January February, I just like to go somewhere and just 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 get out of here So if I can not take a job uh, for January February and go go relax in Mexico for for a month I I will do that because I'm a big believer in extending your career by enjoying your career if 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 you there's a Lot of films that will burn you out and you got to control that because if because you can burn out really fast in this industry And then you're just not happy. So uh, my goal is to make enough money to be comfortable where I am and uh, then enjoy myself and have a have a good uh, have a good life.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. I know I've heard countless stories of people in the industry because, you know, at the end of the day, you are working like 12, 14, 15, sometimes 16-hour days, right? Yeah. For months on end every single day. And I've heard yeah. countless stories of people always like burning out Uh, So it is some really good advice to, you know, take you some time off for yourself and be able to do your own things, right? Um, Yeah. I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions is if you were to go back to when you started out, um, so you would go back in time and tell your old self some, uh, like one piece of advice, what would you tell
1: yourself? Mm, That is a good question. If I were to go back in time. Okay. So... I I don't know. Like this, I there's been a lot of growing pains in 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 my career and everyone's career, and uh, I think they're really important lessons that you learn. And I I really don't think I tell myself anything because you know when you change the past, you change the future. You know that 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 whole thing. Um, and I would be I'd be weary of of, of telling myself anything because if I if I, if I if I said oh be more confident when you go into that meeting. I might get fired from that production because who's this cocky kid walking in? So um, <laughs> I I think it's really important to, to just listen and be present in in, in every room you go into uh, because in filmmaking, everything changes every single day and it's, it's a big team process. And even if you're playing on a team with some not the most likable team members, it's still a team process and you got to find a way to find those teammates that that work well with you. Uh, so if I were to give myself advice, I would just i i, I wouldn't I, I would if i saw myself when i was 16 walking in a meeting i would watch myself watch myself walk in that door and i, and I would not interrupt myself i would not introduce myself and and, and have a, and have any advice because i think it's super important to just just have those experiences have experiences that are really shitty because the next time another film comes every film is a new reset which is which is nice you're not in the same job for for a year on end every every two three months it it, you're you have a reset in your job and you can approach it in a different way so in that way i think those growing pains are really important and you learn a lot of lessons interesting
2: i wanted to ask um do you have any horror stories of times you've had to shut down a set or stop a set from working because of safety reasons or something you had to step up and really um, take a risk on
1: um i think i've been pretty lucky in that way i I mean i've done that in a manner of speaking about 30 times uh and it's 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 less of a risk because it's me it's i the trick is you step up and you you just say you want them to do what and then And then they go, and then they won't say it again, right? (laughs) Like when a director thing about directors is they're very visual. They're very, they're very visual. And they have, they have this idea of, of, of what they want the end product to be. But they're so stuck in that story that they don't really take the practical elements of, of what's going to happen. Like a small example is, you know, uh, someone bumps their, bumps their shit on a stool, something as simple as that. They go, it's a comedy. Oh, it's funny. He walks in, he hits his, his shit on a stool and goes, ah, shit hilarious it's comedy the director goes let's well, just funny let's just do it what is what are the actual practicalities of that smashing your shin on a metal stool and making making that stool move right you're you're going to hurt your actor doing that it's good and you're going to do it 16 times and they're going to go home with a with, with a fracture in in their shin from doing this so it's my job to find a way to sell those things so so if something like that happens i'll shut it down and go no we can't do it that way but what I can do is I I can give them a shin pad and I can and I, and I can put a wire on the end of the stool and, and pop it pop it as they get close to it. So we sell the illusion, and it's really all sound effects. So for I've had there has been a lot of things where I've had to step in and and say no we're we're not going to do it that way. Let's talk about this. And but it always becomes a conversation, right? You get in trouble if I I, I found I, I I would get in trouble if if I gave the attitude of no, 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 we're, we're, we're stopping. We're stopping completely because then throughout the film, I just started boarding you at that point and things become more dangerous. So you always want to be a voice of reason, but more, uh, you want to open the conversation. That that's the big thing is the biggest trap we fall into in film is let's go, go, go. The sun's going down. We gotta go. We gotta go. Um, I, my job is to step in and say, no guys, this is a stunt. Let's talk, let's talk this through. If we can't do it today, then we, th- th- then we don't do it. Um, and that's the hardest thing to do. That is the hardest thing to do because you feel like you're stopping their film from being made by making it safe. So you're, I'm always walking that line and it, it is quite stressful to, to to be that person on set because really that's my only job. My only job is to is to make sure that this goes off without an injury because if something happens, I'm liable. The, and, and the producer's liable and the director everyone's liable on the top end I haven't done my job even though sometimes they're they're pushing me away trying to block me from from doing my job I don't know if I answered the question or not
2: but. no that was perfect <laughs> that was perfect um I think that's all of my questions unless Poya you had any more
0: yeah I think um on my end I think w- I had one more question. What are you up to like these days? I know you said you're do
1: you're changing paths a little bit. Are you working on anything these days? Um, in my in my kind of personal creative thing, I'm 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 trying to get get some writing done. So I'm trying to write a write a little TV series uh, right now. Uh, I also I have no clue how to how to pitch that once it's done. But uh, <laughs> I want to have something in my back pocket that that's ready and good to go. Because I feel like if you're trying to get your director career off off the ground, uh, the best way to do is attach yourself to your own project. And if you don't have that, then you don't really have anything to offer. It's so tough to walk into a room and be like, "Hey, uh, I can direct. Trust me. Look what watch my short films. Can I direct? Like, like no one's gonna no one's gonna do that. And in the end, I you know I don't really want to be directing a Hallmark film or anything. I'd I'd like to like to direct something something cool. So. Um, I'm trying to write my own, my own stuff to try to get those, get, get that, um, as a tool in my back pocket. Um, we did, uh, the, sh- the show that I'm most excited about that we're just doing that we just did was, uh, Shorzy. Have you seen the show Shorzy H- hockey show on Crave? So that's, that, that's a show that, uh, we, that my brother and I just, uh, we just coordinated, stunt coordinated and did, did all, all the hockey coordinating for that too. And we had, they actually gave us uh, producer credits on it, which was very, very generous of of, of the team uh, because we basically, we just worked our asses off on that one. And, uh, but such a fun set to be on. That's uh, Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney on of uh, Letterkenny. So that's their their spinoff show. And it's such a difference when you have uh, the creatives and the producers, the producers Karen and Brendan too, like they're they have such a great attitude of of making an effort to be positive on set and to and to actually to actually thank you for your work and that makes such a such a big difference in uh, going back to that production. Like I can't wait to go back this year to to do Shoresy too because uh, it is yeah that's that's what I'm excited about right now. That's Amazing. Awesome um
2: just one last thing do you have any we've talked about other stunt coordinators who want to become like you um Mm -hmm. but what about young directors who want to incorporate stunts want to work with a stunt um, coordinator but don't know where to start any advice for things to look out for or how to collaborate with a stunt coordinator
1: yeah that's a great question i've never been asked before actually um for yeah young directors like it's It is tough because when you look at your scripts as a director, you go, well, this doesn't need to be a, a stunt. And like, I I find that when, when someone hires me and brings me into a room to chat about their script, uh, the first thing I do is I look at it and I go, does this need to be a stunt? Is there a way to do this without being a stunt? Can you get your moment or your beat without being a stunt? So. As a director, I, and this is me as a coordinator. There's many different types of coordinators. There's coordinators who, who, are, who are complete cowboys who will come in and go, yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna throw the car off the cliff, and we're gonna like like they like they may ruin your movie. So, um, but 80% of us are of these coordinators are, are really good and really understand the process. And are and if if they've worked enough, they're kind of they're kind of over it. They don't really they don't really need to push their push their reel and 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 get bigger stunts and make themselves look look better. So really you just want to find a, a coordinator that can collaborate with you and kind of talk in the same language as you. And big thing is know what you want to see. So if you have your when you have when you call that coordinator in, rather than rather than saying, hey, what do you think of these stunts? You know, look, look at the page and go, well, this says that she falls in the cement, but I'm it's really about the reaction of the guide here. So we don't need to see her. Um, what drives coordinators crazy is when there's no there's no plan, right? when they when they go, oh, yeah, we're just doing actor action, we're we're gonna figure it out and you get there and you go, okay, well, now now it's going to be expensive because now I need to have all the gear, all the all the people, all the doubles because we don't know what you're going to do. so now we need to be prepared for everything. So best way to do it and and if you can storyboard those scenes even better that then the coordinators, really calm down and will completely play on your team because they know oh this is just a wide shot of of them falling out of frame right so that's a that's a really good question
2: <laughs> and a really great answer thank yeah, you so much yeah. i'm sure you know mm-hmm. even the people that don't want to pursue stunt coordination are going to get a lot from that specifically so mm-hmm. um even myself included so thank you for that
1: yeah oh i actually have one more advice for director this is actually what I talk about a lot, which I think is great advice, um, when you do your blocking of your scenes, if you ever have these this actor action where it's the domestic or you know the one scene that everyone has in their film, because there's always a there's always a conflict that ends up in, in some sort of action. Uh, before you bring your actors uh, to set to do to do the emotional part and add the acting, block the action out first because. It's so important for your actors to know what point a to point b to point c is before they add the emotion because if you if you try to do it backwards there's two things that are going to happen they're either going to forget their lines and forget their emotion and forget the performance because they're so worried about 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 hitting the person or doing something unsafe or they're going to do the opposite have a great performance performance but be really unsafe and really hurt somebody so it's i find it's really great to bring them in as people as Sarah and John, not as not as the actors, not as their as their, you know, and who knows what their what their style is, They could be really cool, or they could be a complete method actor. And you really want to bring them into the room beforehand to to let them have that safe space before they add the performance. So bring them in with a coordinator, stunt coordinator walk through walk through, figure out because there's a lot of aggressive things you can do that are very safe, right? So find those aggressive moments to make it safe, and then go okay cool now you guys both know what to expect in the day now go ahead and add the acting because what if you do the performance first or the action first then add the acting then they, then your performance becomes so much better because they're not worried about hurting the person they, they know what they're going to do they know the other person's going to do and they can relax into that character and actually have a real performance and i find that's the most powerful way to to do those kind of scenes. rehearse
2: rehearse rehearse it's uh it's definitely great advice
0: Beautiful. Sean, we appreciate you hopping on. I think this podcast is really, or this episode is really going to help like a lot of people fill in some blanks that, you know, they've never heard before because it's not every day, you know, you're getting a stunt performer on a podcast and getting to like learn all the details about them. So we really appreciate you coming on. If anyone wants to find you online, is there anywhere specific
1: they can, you know, reach out to you if they want to ask any questions or just follow you online? Uh, I mean, my, my Instagram, what is it? Sean skiing 53 there's barely any film stuff on there. It's more of my personal thing. I don't, I, I don't really market myself as a, as a filmmaker because or a stunt performer. Cause first you can't take pictures on set. And, uh, I don't, I really, that's a pet peeve of mine. The hashtag stunt life. I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I'd rather just be, leave my work as my work and then, and be myself. So, but that's my handle if you want to, want to follow me beautiful and for people yeah. who are listening in it's sean s-e-a-n-s-k-e-n-e
0: and then 50 53 i believe 53 yeah. perfect awesome awesome thank you well, for your so time for sean. i
1: hope you have a great rest of your day yeah. yes thanks so much nice meeting you guys Bye.